serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Wednesday, 16th of March. This portion of the amazing program is brought to you by Parkinson's Paul McElector. Two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. I'm Gatos, he's Chad, Becky Lynn's in the News Center. And coming up in uh, just about an hour, our election insider, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer, will join us. She has an interesting way, Chad, of solving the problems within the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. Alistair Adele. Somebody needs to do the it. The problems there. Yes, she's got an interesting take on what to do. Because uh, a lot of people have called for Adele's firing. Uh, and, or it's not even firing. It's stepped down because you can't yeah. fire. Yeah, you can't fire an elected official. Well, you can when you go and vote. That's how we vote. That's people how you out. fire it. Yeah. You, you, the people, right. and we, the people, send a message that you, uh, you are no longer wanted here. Yeah. All right. Very interesting story. He died at the border, and apparently, it's America's fault. So we want to take you through this story. It is uh, uh, okay. Listen, it's tough. You have a migrant who dies. At the border after falling off the wall. He's trying to get in here from Colombia. And he finds himself in front of a big a, a big wall. And he tries to climb it. And he falls to his death. So, if you remember, in 2021, at least 650 people died while trying to cross our southern border. A lot of that's exposure, things of that nature. They didn't have any food, water. Correct. But if someone tries to get over the wall... And falls to his death. How is that our fault? It's not our fault. So some experts are saying, you know what? It is. Let's listen to the story. John Escuero finds it hard to talk about his brother, Juan Carlos Rivera. His eyes fill with pain, remembering the 37-year-old husband and father of three. On February 21st, Juan Carlos left his native Colombia in search of better opportunities for his family in the United States. From Bogotá, he flew to Cancun, Guadalajara, and arrived in Mexicali. He says Juan Carlos spoke with his wife right before attempting to cross the U.S.-Mexico border. All right, so he's getting ready to cross the border. He, you know, he has flown from one place to the other. Yes. He wants a better opportunity. He wants to claim asylum. I don't have all the details about what what his reasons for claiming us because you can't claim asylum because of economic reasons. Economic reasons. There is. You can't yeah, do that. No, no it's just. Okay. His phone was about to die and told family he was going to jump the border fence near San Luis, Arizona, specifically through a part that has two fences. All right. So there are two fences. He's got to get over both of them. All right. First okay. fence. But he never made it across. What is believed is that he actually climbed one of the fences successfully. And as he was actually trying to climb the second fence, that's where he lost his uh, balance and, 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 and probably fell. OK, well, probably fell. Yeah, he fell. And it's an awful story. It's kind of weird that we have two fences in some places and no fences in yeah. others. Juan Carlos hitting his head, dying three days after leaving his family behind. It's tragic what happened to this individual. His death, the latest in the record-breaking numbers of people dying, attempting to reach the U.S. Okay, so there are people that have come out and said, listen, this is America's fault. No, I'm not seeing it. I don't. You came here. That's like saying that we lured you here with a, an amazing, incredible opportunity of freedom and, and chance to, to do something for yourself economically. This is not our fault. 
Uh, it's saying, a tragic yeah, accident. It's the, the basically what they're saying is it's the deterrents that are imposed by the U.S. government that killed this man. No. So the deterrent would be the wall or the fence or whatever you or, want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, again, I, I couldn't feel worse for this man. I mean, he's he's he is dead. His family's never going to see him again. He's trying for a better life. But, you you know, you can't be out there blaming us for building a fence or a to wall. To protect our sovereign border. Right. No, it doesn't work that way. Like, you know, if you, if you are climbing that fence, I think you're breaking the law, too. I, I don't think that you can pretend that you're not. I mean, you 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 came here. You tried to go if okay so and again remember th- we're a very litigious society don't be surprised that this guy ends up getting money and and let's hope not l- but because that's y- how many times have we've heard about somebody's breaking into somebody's house and they hurt themselves right and then they sue and they end up getting money for breaking a law yeah I mean there are reasons that we have um these deterrents up yeah we don't have a whole lot of them no i mean the big deterrent what is the weather is is the actual track here yeah i mean that's the terrain is supposed to be the thing right that makes it you know so so the question is do you know do we need to protect people coming into our country do we need they're saying we need to do a better job of protecting the people who are coming into our country because a couple things if you're trying to sneak in illegally that's one thing. Yeah. If you're trying to come here and seek asylum, that's legal. That's legal. That's legal. Now, Even, you might get sent back, right. depending on where, what port you go to. Right. But what, okay, so what if you come here and you're seeking asylum and they say, sorry, we're going to send you right back. Then you're sent back to Mexico yeah. and something happens to you in Mexico and you die. Are we responsible because no. we didn't allow you to come no, in? No, I don't think so. There you go. So how can we be responsible? You, you tried to climb a fence. Right. And unfortunately you fell and you died and at the end of the day you were climbing a fence that you shouldn't have been climbing there's a reason there's a fence there right it's a deterrent it it is dangerous when you go over it yeah yeah all right a little bit more people are having to make an impossible choice a result katie murza with the advocacy group american immigration council says is a cause of deterrence imposed by the u.s government like the creation of the wall title 42 and the remain in mexico policy okay and i would say all that stuff that those are good things they're not meant to kill people no no No. that's they're not meant to kill anyone no they're meant to try to stem the tide of illegal immigration and while it's not perfect as we all know and actually enforcing some of the laws would be a lot better the reality is is what do we do just not have anything allow people to come here all they want then then according to that expert we should get rid of the border patrol Mm mm-hmm Get rid of the fences. Blow the fences up. Uh, what else? And have zero accountability should, for anybody coming here. Should we get a? Should we just? Why don't we just have a, a high speed train that comes from one part right to the border and make it really easy? Well, now, I know I'm making. Out. I know I'm making light of that, and I probably shouldn't because a man died here. But um, you know, it's it's sad that he died. I hate that he died. But you know, we've got to try and protect ourselves because you know, not everybody who comes to the border is, is here to get a better life. Some people are are smuggling in human beings. Some people are smuggling smuggling in drugs. Drugs, yes. Some people are bad people running from bad things they did in other places. I I, I don't know this man who died. I'll give him, uh, you know, 
the benefit of the benefit doubt of the that he doubt. was just coming here yeah. to try to find a better life and right. an opportunity. These policies don't work. All they do is push people further and further into remote, more dangerous areas, um, leading to deaths and injury. But I can also say this. Is that true or false? It's Biden's fault. Don't invite the world to come here. Well, yeah, it's true, I too. mean, you, if you want to go and say, uh, you know, he's sitting there. He thinks to himself, I can get to Mexico. I can get over the border. Nobody's going to stop me. And I'm not going to be in any kind of trouble. I think if you were to look at trying to come to the United States over the last 50 years, it's the easiest time to do it right now. Oh, God, no doubt about that. In 2021, at least 650 people died migrating to the U.S., according to the International Organization for Migration. Yeah, and our records, we were talking about this, almost 13,000 were rescued. Yeah. So our Border Patrol is working hard not, you know, to make sure people don't come in, but they're also rescuing people who are in despair. When I talk to my buddies, they spend as much time rescuing people and trying to, to render aid to people as they do chasing uh, uh, people. Yeah. You know, it's, that's, it's, it's sad but true. But, you know, you can't blame the fence and trying to uphold the law as a reason why this person died. Migrant dies. Uh a man dies after falling from the uh, from the border wall, and uh, the experts who are on the case say it's America's uh, fault. All right, coming up next. Coming up. Uh, would you rather Arizona be on Pacific or Mountain Time? I think we're actually going to have to choose. Mm. That's coming up in a second on the Gatos and Chad Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Time after time. Why are we playing Madonna? Except for the fact that it's Cindy Lauper. It's Barbara Streisand. (laughs) Barbara Streisand. Let's talk about daylight saving time. I always like to call it daylight savings time because it sounds better, even though it's inaccurate. It seems like Arizona is going to have to pick uh pacific time or mountain standard time so we have the u.s senate uh approving a bill okay and it would make daylight saving time permanent you know like of course arizona we never change our clocks one of the great things out here first time i'm when i moved out here in 96 i'm like this is awesome i don't have to change the clocks it's fantastic now the rest of america wants what we have yep um all right, so what does that mean for Arizona? Because it looks like, you know, if you live, you know, they're not going to do it anymore. You're yeah. not going to ever have to change your clocks at different parts of, of America. They're going to they're gonna pull an Arizona. We're going to stay on what we have now, which is, you know, the rest of everybody who's sprung forward. Because I don't even know what we have now. I always get confused. Are we Pacific now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this is the, the only reason stay. I know that is because I had to talk to someone in California this morning, and they called me at exactly the time we said we're the hey, same it was time. The same. Yes. Yeah. It is. That's the only down part of not changing your clocks. You always have to figure. Oh crap! I'm calling New York. Is it two or three hours? But here's the thing: what What do we want? Do we want? Do we want Arizona time to be Pacific, which would be three hours from the East Coast? Which would mean we're California time, we're, we're Las Vegas time, or do we want to go mountain time where we're two hours from the East Coast and then we're off a little bit, we're off an hour from LA and Vegas? That's interesting. Right. I, uh, for me, I know what I'd like. Well, I th- and you know what? Everybody has a reason why they would pick one or the other. 
What's yours? Well, because if if we stayed where we are now, and let's just say, so we were a oh. two-hour difference. And bless you, by the way. Uh, I would Thank be, you. that means my show would start 7 Pacific. Your, your morning My morning show, show, which give me a little extra hour of sleep. Okay. See, but that makes sense. Yeah. Everybody has um, a reason why they want it three hours or two hours. Watch this. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister. Why do you want Pacific or Mountain Time? Listen to this example. Well... Because I'm so sophisticated. I want Pacific time because it means 10 a.m. football games on Sundays. <laughs> right. That's, that's what he told me. More football. Yeah. That's hilarious. But it's, it's individual. Um, it's, it's what each individual wants for, their, for themselves. Like for me, okay, I call my dad. By the way, dad's 75 today. Happy How about birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, I call my dad on the ride home at 6 o'clock, you know, when we get off the air. And then, of course, when I hang up with him, I listen to your show, Becky Lynn, which, by the way, it's fantastic. Thank you. Highly recommend it for everybody. Thank you. So Appreciate that. with my dad, he's in New York. Uh, some, uh, I'm either getting him at 8 or 9 o'clock at night. And sometimes at 9 o'clock at night, he's tired. You know, no, maybe I'll skip the call. That's a, that's, I know that's a weird thing, but, but you know, here's another one. If I go back east to see my father, I'll tell you what. Two hours is a lot easier to get used to than three hours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's interesting. It is. But we work this out. What about, what if we stayed in Pacific time? What happens in the summer? See, that's what worries me. Right. I always assumed that the reason we don't change to daylight saving time is so we don't have more daylight to if we were to contend st- with heat. So we, we, we did this before the show because I could, I didn't, I, I, my brain doesn't work like that. Pacific time. Is what we're right now. Yes. yes. When we go into the summer, we're going to be in Pacific time. And the sun goes down at, uh, wise man Steve Zinsmeister, what is it again? The sun goes down at what? 630? Like 6.30 or 7, I think? No, it's tonight. I think it's about 6.35, 6.38 right now. We're, but, it, it, but in the summer, in the summer it's going to go down about 7.38. 8-ish. So that's if we stay Pacific time. The further east you go, the, the, you know, stays up a little later. If we go mountain time, let's say we go mountain time all year. In the summer, the sun's going to go down eight eight thirty. I love it. No, no, it's no. Too that's hot. It bad. It stays hot longer. Yeah, I know. And your and your energy bill is going to go up. But it's better for your body, and it's also better. Why for, is it better is for it? your body? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. it to be daylight, I can remember when when I lived in Tennessee growing up. It would be in the summer daylight until nine o'clock at night, Awful. and it was no. It was actually nice because in the winter, oh. You went to work or school in the dark, and you came home in the dark because the sun set that's at 5.30. Right yeah, so basically, yeah. if we stay at mountain time, you could go home, have dinner at 6.37, and then go outside and get tan. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wise man. I Googled it. In June, in Arizona, the sun sets at approximately 7.41 p.m. That's the wise man. Gives us an exact time. That. 7.41. So if we went to the other time oh. zone, it would be 8.41. 8.41. No. No. I, want, I want standard then. You have the air conditioner I'm, I'm on all day. Standard. But then you got to start thinking about, like, because that's one of the things. If, if we keep this and stay where we are now, they'll get 530 in the winter in East Coast they were talking about. But they won't get their first bit of sunlight, I think, to like 840 in the morning oh, in certain. So that's creepy, right? Like, it's yeah. eight, I lived in, in, you know, in Scandinavia for a while playing soccer over there and doing stuff. It's weird at two in the morning. You guys see what it's like outside? This is what it's like outside sometimes in the year. At two in the morning. It's, yeah, it's daylight. It's freaky. And then in the winter, it's never light. It's light for like three hours. 
if that. You know what? Let's do this. Uh, in less than an hour, let's make this the question on five spot. Okay. At four fifteen. Let's do it. So, uh, in about you know less than an hour, we're going to ask you this question. Uh, you live here in Arizona. The Senate passed a bill to make daylight saving time permanent. So Arizona's got to choose Pacific or Mountain. Which one would you choose? We'll, we'll make that the five spot today. All right. Uh, let's see. Coming up next, gas prices. Yeah, they they are uh, they are so high that uh, Arizonans are trading their four wheels in for two. We'll explain next. Gatos and Chat Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, I want you to listen to this. We just got this piece of audio. This is from Fox News. You have not heard this. I have not heard this. Pablo and the wise well, men not said. Heard, well, I knew what. Uh, you have early, to play it. Yeah, you have to play it. All right. Uh, I don't know what this is, but it's here it is. Sanctions hitting Russia so hard that state media there calling on the U.S. to pay reparations to Moscow. One ally of Vladimir Putin wants the U.S. to return the entire state of Alaska and a piece of land in California or face nuclear consequences. Oh, for crying yeah, out he loud. Wants, this guy wants what? to this guy wants to bomb us. Right. He wants to blow us up. And Putin. Uh, yeah, not Putin, this other guy. Oh, who's the other guy? He's, uh, he's one of their, their their ministers inside of their their, you know, their parliament. And he wants to uh, he thinks we should, you know, hey, let's light these people up. OK, so. All right. So this is not coming from Putin. We paid for Alaska. So deal with it. Let me hear this again. Becky Lynn would put her headphones on. She's like, holy cow, do you hear this? i got to stop eating my lunch. That's right. <laughs> Sanctions hitting Russia so hard that state media there calling on the U.S. to pay reparations to Moscow. One ally of Vladimir Putin wants the U.S. to return the entire state of Alaska and a piece of land in California or face nuclear consequences. We paid $7.2 million for Alaska. The fact that you sold it, and at the time, that's 1867. That's good. That's good money. Right? It's not like it was free. Well, I'm trying to think which part of California should we just give them anyway? All right, leave San Diego, <laughs> just right, make no. a place and San Francisco. You, you guys want Seattle? It's gross. You guys are gonna Portland? You want San Francisco? We don't care. San Francisco, take it. Ugh. Yeah, not San Diego. No, no, oh, no. Arizonans nice. love San Diego. Yeah, San Diego's nice. You know, you take San Francisco, you get an interesting jail. You do? Yeah, yeah. You get that right get that. there. It's no, like we can keep middle, that. That's our the, national park. We it's in the middle that. of the bay. Put a missile on it. Yeah. Here you guys go. You guys can keep this. Good That's, God. Oh, goodness. That is just outrageous. Just outrageous. All right. Uh, let's see. Gas prices. Oh, let me give you, a, let me give you a, quick, a quick update on gas prices. You're going to love this. This morning at the uh, gas pump uh, across the United States, the average price of gas fell. Isn't that great? One cent. That's better than no cent. No, it's not. Hasn't gone up in a couple days. I have an update. That was this morning. Since this morning, gas has dropped 2.1 cents. There you go. Better than nothing. Better than nothing. So we got three cents in a day. Three cents. There you go. They're really really tumbling. They're really tumbling. It's the rocket and the feather. (laughs) What was that again? The rocket and the feather. Yeah. Right? When oil goes up, it's a rocket for the gasoline. When prices come down, it's like a feather floating in the air. Prices are so high that folks in Tucson are saying, you know what? I got to get rid of my car. Anybody got a bike? Bike shop owners in Tucson are seeing more customers who want to change up their commute. Some people are 
actually ditching their cars. Golf Links Road behind me is a major roadway, but this bike path right here is the new commute for many Tucsonans. Tucsonans? I thought it was Tucsonians. Tucsonans. Is it a Tucsonans? you of Arizona and Tucsonans now. No, it's not. <laughs> I've never heard of Tucsonans. I've been here 25 years. Becky Lynn, you ever heard of Tucsonans? No, no, I, I'm with you. You know what? You know what they? If you're from, if you're from Tucson, you know what they want to be called? Anything what? but I'm from Tucson. I'm embarrassed <laughs> to live here. It's a total hole, and I don't like it. Oh, By the way, that's very nice. It's not very nice, but it is. A, have you ever been to Tucson? Oh yeah, it's a pit. Yeah, here's the great school. Kids went there, had a great education. Other than that, that place is a dump. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I would like to see Tucsonans ride your bike when it's 115. You really going to ride your bike at 115 degrees? Really? Yeah, no, no, no. Biking is the popular option for those trying to get around the rising gas prices. So maybe they could do it. No, if you trade your car in and you get a little money back and then you buy a bike, you're, you're not... This is stupid. We have had people coming in specifically saying, I'm looking at riding a bicycle because of high gas prices. Brett Stuland at Roadrunner Bicycles says they hit a slump in bike sales at the beginning of February. You own a bike? Yeah. You do? Yeah. You got to get blow the dust off of it or have no, you actually been no, on it? No, I mean, I, I ride the bike, but I'm okay. not riding it to work no. and I don't ride it in 115 degree no, weather. No, I'm just wondering. Becky Lynn, you own a bike? Sure do. You do? Yeah. All right. Wise man, you got a bicycle in that garage of yours? Absolutely not. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do not own a bike right. currently. Just checking. But since gas prices increased, bike sales jumped. We went from like one to two per week to one to two per day, so that's really good for us. Bike shops around town are seeing the same trend. Sales of commuter bikes have definitely gone up in the past two to three weeks. The owner of Transit Cycles says more people are upgrading their old bikes to be more commuter friendly. They're asking for a more comfortable seat. They're asking for... Yeah, those seats could get really hard. But they're at, like, these are those commuter bikes where, right, like you pedal them, they've got like a little bit of power and juice in them. Electric, little electric bike. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, it's like, got a motor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're, you're spending a couple grand on this thing. You're not, it's an electric, like those fat tire bikes. Oh, yeah. Racks and panniers to make commuting easier for them so they don't have to wear a backpack. So we've been outfitting a lot of older bikes mm. into comfortable upright commuter you guys wear the helmet when you go no, out at all no because no. i'm a grown man i uh, got it okay <laughs> all right <laughs> no man should wear a helmet after you saw obama on a bike you're like nope no man should ever wear a helmet chad how long would your commute be if it was by uh, bike I, I would horse i would horse it you would horse it yeah. uh, but if i was by bike 65 miles uh three days uh, no no i would uh, i'd get here but it would uh, it would suck i'll tell you that two days two days <laughs> If I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, I can make it in like five hours. Right. So much fun. Right. And you would totally do it. Like when you were a kid, I probably rolled like during the summer. It's like, oh, the Tour de France. I did 100 miles in a day all the time. Man, I'm going places. What are you doing, man? I'm going places. Me and my buddies riding everywhere. (laughs) You get older, man. You haven't ridden a bike in 20 years. You don't. You're like, oh, yeah, I get on a bike because you don't forget how to ride. But I'll tell you what, you're like, man, I don't remember it being this dangerous. <laughs> That's right. The ground seems a lot further away. And right? it's a little bit harder than it was when I was a little harder to turn those corners. But sometimes. if you haven't ridden a bike in a while and you get on it, you're like, it's it's like you, you look like a giraffe that was just born. You're good. The, the, you ever see that? Like a, the, the wobbly yeah, the, the, legs, whoa. and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm going to. That's why I wear the helmet, Chad. That's why. Well, that's good. You probably should. Okay. Anyway, uh, coming up next. Coming up. It's the number one thing Americans want when they come home from work. Tell you what that is the Gatos and Chad Show. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, the, uh, the poll is out, and they have said the number one dog to, to have as a, a pet. Would you like to guess, Chad? If I was going to say the number one dog is a pet, yeah. like a pet, or the number one like designer dog, because the number one dog is a Labrador. That's it. They're the best. It's come in number one again. Yeah. Why, why is it? Why is it always number? It's it's been number one for thirty years. They're awesome. They're great family pets. They are smart. Hmm. They're just they're like the oh they're bigger right. It, right. It, it's just you know Doodle is not the number one. You're 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 oh pet my god doodle. last night so we he can't see no matter what I do with rough greens he's not going to fix his eyesight. <laughs> Your dog can't see. He anything. runs a hundred miles an hour as fast as he could. Yeah. He jumps to go in the house but the, the glass door shut and you're boom and I'm oh. like looking at me bounces off so I'm thinking he's dazed. He takes two steps back and tries to do it again. Ah. Uh. And Charlie's like, Dad, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. It was hilarious. But d- yeah, Labradors are Labradors. the best. Plus, they get in the pool. Oh, they, they do get in the water. pool? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Chad, who do you think the top five famous dogs are? Hmm. Uh, you have uh, you have a thought on that? Yeah. All I'm, right, don't, don't hold on. Gatos and Chad's random rankings. Oh. Number five. Five. Oh. Five. All right, I put my list together. I have prepared it. Top five famous dogs. You'll have to do this off the top of your head. I'm going to go first with number five, Pavlov's dog. So oh, underrated. Super underrated. So underrated. I mean, I, this is the one thing I actually remember from Syracuse University because I studied psychology. The dog could be conditioned to salivate at the sound of a bell. How good is that dog? Yeah. That's my number five. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Toto. Pretty famous. Ruined Toto. that girl's trip. Wow. Uh, you know, so. If but not for that dog, there's no Wizard Also, of it became a band, so you can't go wrong with that, right? <laughs> like, that's pretty awesome. Took you to number Africa. Four. Uh, number four. Uh, I'm going to go with the Junkyard Dog. I'm a WWE fan. Oh. He was the, one of the great wrestlers. He, he wore a chain around his neck. It was awesome. He'd headbutt you at the hardest head in wrestling. I'm going to go Junkyard Dog number four. I'm going to see your Junkyard and race you one Snoop. Snoop oh. Dog. Yeah. Snoop Dog is a man. He is a, uh, well, he's an icon, and he's a superstar, and he's from Strong Beach. Three. All right. Random rankings. The top five famous dogs. For me, number three, I'm going to go with Pluto. Pluto apparently is a mixed breed, uh, and if you're hanging out with Mickey Mouse, you're probably a decent dog, so I'm going Pluto. Oh, very nice. I'm going to go with another Snoop, Snoopy from Peanuts. Oh. Which is fantastic. Did that dog ever speak? No, he never spoke. He, really? Yeah, and, and you know, there was no reason to speak, right? He didn't have to. <laughs> right? He just he was too busy doing other stuff, like pretending he was a German fighter flight. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Uh number two. I'm gonna go with Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh Dog the Bounty Mullet Hunter. Malicious. Oh. I love that right there. Do you know how he got his name? Uh, because he's like a dog and yeah. never gives up. There you go. And he looks like a dog, too, doesn't he? Does, he does, he does. He barks at the moon. I'm going to go with uh, Brian Griffin, who's been on television for quite a while. Oh. The dog that speaks, and it's fantastic <laughs> on The Beautiful Family Guy. All right. And here we go. Number one. Number one. My number one most famous dog, Hercules from the movie Sandlot. I like it. Better known as the Beast, the main antagonist turned supporting character. In the Sandlot, the legend of the beast, a giant dog. If you hit the ball over the fence, the ball was lost because no one except Benny the Jet would go in and find that ball 
especially when it had Babe Ruth's name on it. Well, I'll see your 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 Saint Bernard and raise you one for a dog that truly was the beast. Number one that ate a pinto, Cujo. Oh, oh! You will not mess with Cujo. Cujo would have eaten the beast, bitten Good job. by a rabid oh. gopher or squirrel. I thought yeah. I, that's a great one. Destroyed a pinto. That's a Fantastic. great one. Our top five famous dogs as the number one dog on the planet, once again, is the Labrador. All right. Coming up next, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer. She's got an interesting way of solving the problems within the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. Brewer time. It's coming up next.